The blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No soup for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld, man. You love Seinfeld, man or woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's just awesome. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. <laughs> okay. And that was awkward. Uh, <laughs> that was. Any, anyway, <laughs> this episode, we are giving you the keys. It is season three, episode 22. It is our season finale of uh, of season three. And it aired on May 6th of 1992, my man. And uh, would you let us know what uh, your DVD set Tells us as the synopsis? <laughs> My DVD box set, which I can never watch. Uh, I would love to watch it in the bedroom when we go to bed at night, but, you know, uh, Myra still hates Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah. and and oh. you know she's completely leaned into it at this point. It, there's no going back. Yeah, she's, she's such an awesome, like, sweet and open individual from knowing her, and then knowing just, like, this is the thing that she, like, puts her foot down on. You can tell she is not moving that foot ever. <laughs> This is the the hill she will die on. Uh (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, we have the season finale of season three, uh, The Keys. Jerry takes away Kramer's spare keys to his apartment. This leads to further key swapping among the foursome. Kramer sets out for Hollywood to pursue his acting dreams. Jerry and George discover that Elaine is secretly writing a script for Murphy Brown. Oh, Murphy Brown. Oh, Murphy Brown. Dude, real quick, did you ever, were you a Murphy Brown guy back in the day? Did you ever watch it? I was not. That was not really my jam. I I was too young to, like, be um, involved or to be interested in Murphy Brown. Similar enough with, like, Frasier. It was that stuff that was, like, that was for adults. I never really, it was too highbrow for me. And, like, and Murphy Brown was a lot of office humor, which I certainly didn't get because I was in, you know, I was in middle school or whatnot or younger. I did watch it, although I think it was probably because my mom watched it, right? And it just kind of Mm -hmm. like, you know, I just sort of saw it and then I just sort of started watching it. But it's never been a sitcom that I've ever like revisited or or watched like in reruns or had any desire to watch. But I did watch a decent amount of Murphy Brown back in the day. And man, I mean, that show was such a big deal when it was out. Like it was pretty fucking big. And it's it's so weird, you know, uh, the shows this... it even came back like for a little bit for like, like a season year, right? or something yeah, yeah 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 and it's so weird to think about some of these shows that were so big at the time uh i, I believe we've talked about it before but like back in the 80s perfect strangers right no mm-hmm. one talks about that fucking show now but there was a point in time in america where there were two count them two new episodes a week of perfect strangers <laughs> because that's how popular that show was yeah. but now you like it's interesting to see what what actually rises to the top because seinfeld has stuck around like everyone mm-hmm. still loves seinfeld but murphy brown is sort of kind of faded away and i'm just curious yeah. as to like why some of these sitcoms have faded and why some of them actually stay relevant to to today i don't know yeah i, I just remember yes um perfect strangers 
fantastic theme song. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a part of like the TGIF lineup. Like yeah. it was a good show. Or, I mean, I didn't really watch the show, but like I I remember the theme song because it was a good fucking theme song. Yeah, yeah, it's, it so. was a decent show. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, no one fucking talks about that shit anymore. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but we do talk about Seinfeld. We have an entire <laughs> podcast about talking about Seinfeld. We probably talk a little too much about Seinfeld because outside of this podcast, I'm still talking about Seinfeld all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, th- this podcast has done nothing to diminish my love for Seinfeld. If anything, it's accentuated it. <laughs> yep. It's a, yes, it has. Uh, all right. So we start off this episode with a stand-up about the Ginsu knives. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, they're still around, right? Like Ginsu knives. People still know be. what this is. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. Ginsu isn't, it's it's not like what it used to be. Okay. You know, like, because um, we, there's been a whole, de- of multiple different knife sets. Like the Miracle Blade was another knife set that came. I think it like overshadowed the Ginsu. Um, but like, I think in the 80s and 90s was definitely Ginsu's bread <laughs> Ginsu's. and butter. If you <laughs> yeah, heyday. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure they're still around, but they, I don't see, I mean, granted, I, I don't have cable. Like, who the fuck pays for, yeah. pays for cable anymore? Uh, I'm too busy just watching, you know, some streaming stuff and then podcasting. So uh, I, I, I don't watch infomercials anymore. So maybe, maybe they still have the Ginsu knife, because, but I still remember it, baby. I, I do too. It's, yeah. it, it, I mean, what a great, like, branding technique. The fact that, like, you and I can still know, oh, yeah, Ginsu knife. Like, mm-hmm. it's so easy. It comes off your, 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 your tongue so easily. It's like, yeah. Um, that sounded weird, but okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and by the way, our connection is so much better this time than last episode. Yeah. The, the flow oh, yeah. is better. All right, so we got the stand-up, and Jerry's like, all right, I bought the Gensu knife. He's like, I know you can't believe it, uh, but I did it. And he was like, it was late at night, and I saw the thing, and, I, and it started making sense to me. He's like, he's like, I started thinking, yeah, yeah, cut through that shoe, cut through that can. Yeah, I want that. So he's like, so I called the number and uh, on the screen, and I talked to the lady. I said, I wanted the Gensu knife, and she said, really? <laughs> I thought that was funny. And of course it's his delivery too. And he's like, uh, he's like, even the Ginsu people have given up. He's like, perhaps uh, uh, buying a knife that cuts through a shoe, you're not buying the highest quality meat available. Maybe you ought not to buy. (laughs) Or he's like, maybe you ought to think about not getting the hoof cut. Basically get get a better cut of meat than exactly. Don't get like the the really cheap shit that you you have to get a knife that can cut through a damn, uh, shoe <laughs> yeah yeah and and so. i still think that this one's still pretty applicable because you know these these high-end knives they always show something crazy like you cutting through leather or you cutting through yeah. a, a metal can or something and it's like because at the end of the day you're like but re- i'm really just cutting through meat so why and why are you showing me this i'd be careful with the term high-end knives um so you can still i'm i while you were doing your your discussion of the stand-up I went over to Amazon and I wanted to see if I typed in Ginsu knives what I would get. And you can get an entire uh, 14 piece block set of the Ginsu knife for only 60 bucks. Oh, that's bullshit. That's bullshit because because I know there's like six hundred dollar sets. Uh, meaning like like Gins- Ginsu is bullshit. Like that's not high end because yeah, we were cheap. just at a store that had yeah. like that. Myra was like, "Oh, check this knife set out," and it was like six hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes. I'm like, "What the hell? Like, are you a like serial killer? Like, wh- what do you need a six hundred dollar knife set for? I mean, I guess if you're a professional chef, I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like, so the one thing that throws me off here's my little bit of knife knowledge i don't have all that much but i know enough apparently this ginsu set which i don't know if it was back in the day but at least this one now at least that i'm seeing it's all serrated 
Like everything mm. is a serrated knife. No. And I guess that's so you don't have to sharpen it later. But the problem is once a serrated knife gets dull, it's so much harder to sharpen that serrated knife oh. as opposed to just, you know, actually sharpening yourself like a real like real knives you can sharpen yourself. I have a uh, I have some wet um stones and I can I sharpen my own knives and things like that. But if you have serrated ones, you can't do it with wet stones. You have to get like a specialty tool or take them to a specialty person. And so it's all bullshit. So serrated knives, yeah. I, I know that there's a, a service that somebody provides where they basically it's like a, a traveling, you know, like a good humor salesman or a good humor, you know, ice cream truck, but it's for sharpening knives and people can basically go bring their knives out and have them sharpened by, yeah, by this guy. I think that's a smart idea. Um, oh, and yeah. yeah, we we do have one sharp, like super sharp knife in, in the house that we use to cut things up. And, you know, I'm not the one that sharpens it. My, my wife does. And mm-hmm. when she does and like when it is nice and sharp, I I will admit, like, I'm like, oh, it does cut through things like butter. And you're like, okay, I I get it. I just can't fathom spending $700 on a knife set. <laughs> That's crazy. And actually, I'm just looking up. It does look like they do have some other sets that are actually branded differently that um, that are Ginsu, but they uh, aren't serrated. So they might be better, but it doesn't matter. So, no, so they're doing their thing. <laughs> they're still around. <laughs> little Little knife diatribe for everybody out there. <laughs> Uh, who it's like who it's like a it's like a roulette game you never yeah. know what direction we're gonna go yeah. like what we're gonna latch on to and exactly. spend 10 minutes talking about it for no reason and, and we've gotten some random people being like stop talking about random shit just talk about <laughs> seinfeld and you know what i no i love my random shit I man do. i did too you, you come here for the seinfeld you say for you stay for the random diatribe yeah. that's what i say <laughs> for the ginsu knives baby yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right so um we're gonna get a couple quick scenes of just you know just random quick stuff that jerry doing some interactions with kramer here uh jerry wakes up in the middle of the night uh to get some water we get some internal monologue right away which again i just kind of thought to myself okay wow internal monologue it's happening more than I remember. This is the only point of this episode where it happens. See, I actually took that as him saying it out loud because it was so dark you couldn't see him. I didn't know it was internal monologue. I think he, I thought he was just talking out loud. But yeah, no, either way, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it it's definitely like seemed uh, internal monologue to me. Okay. Or else, why would he just be talking yeah. out loud? He would be a crazy person because he just assumes he's alone yeah. right now. So yeah, no, you're you're right. I I I. I I step back on that one. Okay. You're, you're right. Um, but I did like what he said. He's like, why am I th- so thirsty? <laughs> Do dreams require liquid? <laughs> well, it's like it's like it's doing another stand-up bit right then and yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but his apartment door is open, and he's all kind of worried. And then, boom, he runs into Kramer. Um, you know, Kramer Kramer apparently was watching this movie called 30 Seconds to Tokyo, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. I had to look it up, of course. Uh, it's a ni- 1944 war film uh, starring van johnson uh <laughs> who i think is someone that they bring up in in this show don't they i i, th- I think so and i noted that but it, i mean it's also spencer tracy which i think yeah is and the, spencer tracy yeah, yes yeah. well yeah also in there but but for some reason i saw the name van johnson i was just like they mentioned van johnson at yeah. some point in seinfeld i know this I, I'm with you. It sounded familiar because when I saw the movie poster, obviously, like, I jotted down Spencer Tracy, but I, I glanced over and I saw Van Johnson, and I was like, that sounds Seinfeldy. <laughs> it does sound Seinfeldy, yeah. I know they mentioned it somewhere. Maybe someone in the comments can tell us where they where they brought that up in Seinfeld, and that's why it feels so um, 
uh, reminiscent of something. So anyway, but he wants to borrow a popcorn maker. Okay, so he gets that. He heads out. Um, we cut to some other random time in the future. Uh, Jerry's getting home from a trip back, obviously, from you know doing some stand-up somewhere, from, from, from coming back from a plane. Uh, and Kramer, he's you know rushing in because you know, when you get back from a flight, you know you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to rush into his bathroom. Kramer's in the tub. God damn it. He's just using the tub and he's Jerry's got a pee. He's all upset. And this is funny. Kramer's abusing his power here of, you know, having access to the apartment. Uh, and then, um, you know, next one comes uh, sometime in the other future. Jerry is coming back from a date. It's obviously going well with mm-hmm. his date. They have a nice little chemistry going on. It's kind of cute that they do a little role playing Kind of yeah, thing she, she was fun. I like that little scene yeah. about him, you know, at the beginning of that. Him, you know, have you ever what tried to pretend like someone's coming after you? And you got to mm-hmm. get your keys out quick enough, and you know, yeah. they, and they kind of like mime it and pantomime it and everything. And it was fun. She actually had uh, good chemistry with Jerry. Yeah. It was cute. It was definitely cute. Um, but Kramer is in the apartment with a woman, and he's all like, "Well, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were going to be going to a movie, which is not the point." Um, <laughs> well, especially since he's coming out of Jerry's. Be- bedroom yeah. with her i mean and jerry doesn't even call that out jerry's just like yeah you, you know he, he does say you know kramer's like oh, I, I thought you'd be at the movie he's like well that's the point like you're not supposed to be here period but like i mean of everything kramer was like gonna fuck her in jerry's bedroom yeah like, that's kind of the on. joke and she she looked like a cheap hooker to me yeah did, yeah i don't did. know if well, she was but she looked well, like it well, well, when you know after everything's said and done, um, uh, he calls her Gucci. Her name is yeah. uh, again because I watch it with subtitles, <laughs> yeah. so it's like G O O C H I E, and I'm uh-huh. like, what kind of name is that? that's a that's a hooker name? That's, that's a hooker that name. Yep. So Kramer Kramer has some fun, yeah. uh, but at this point, Jerry's had it, and he demands to get his keys back from Kramer, which is just setting up kind of uh, the main premise of this episode. Yeah. And, and so. rightfully so, uh, Jerry. Yes. Rightfully so. This was Kramer was just a real that that was some shit right there. Yeah, yeah. It was a bad friend abusing the power. Mm-hmm. It, you know, which we come to love that with Kramer to an extent. You know, when he just pops in, steals some food from Jerry, and leaves. Like that's kind of it's it's a joke. You yeah. know, it works fine. But here he's abusing. It, it's going too far. Yeah, and I mean, it's like we only ever see the good pop-ins with him. So, like, I feel like now that we know this, like, it's like, okay, you have to figure that there's also some, like, bad pop-in moments that he does or or bad abuses that Mm -hmm. he does. And maybe this was, like, just a string of bad ones that he did after a while. But you got to figure moving forward in the series that we – there's other things that we don't see that are happening. I always say, I mean, I mean – uh, you you really got to push Jerry far for him yeah. to kind of like get angry. So to see him that angry, you know, Kramer pushed him too far. And again, rightfully so. This was definitely Kramer's bad on, on all of those. Yeah. Yep. 100% agree. Uh, all right. So uh, Jerry gives uh, his spare set of keys to Elaine. And we, uh, I, I do like that we get this very timid, and light Kramer knock at the door while he leans there. Um, and we kind of see him being super sorry about, you know, what he's done. That's what he says anyway. Um, and he's kind of glad to be free of the keys. And it was this big burden over his head as if, you know, he, he had to, uh, you know, abuse the power. He had to like come into the apartment just cause he had the keys. But now he wants his spare set of keys back, which kind of, you know, kind of makes Jerry upset. Cause he's like, well, I didn't, you know, in his head, 
He didn't do anything to lose trust, but I totally get Kramer. Well, fine, you lose trust in me, then I'm, fuck you. You're not going to have my key. So I, I think he's fairly warranted in that. We then cut to monks. Well, and, I mean, we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that, that Kramer's spare keys are like oh, 50, yeah. <laughs> 50 keys on a circular metal It's you a know, school thing. janitor. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's, school fucking janitor's keys where there's just a, has that massive ring of everything. It's like the fuck are you doing with all those keys it's essentially the key equivalent of what george's wallet is going to be later in yes. the series <laughs> oh yes man that, that would be an entire episode i think yeah. they totally could have had that with keys so uh all right so we cut to monks uh kramer is uh you know giving his big ass set of keys to george but uh elaine you know and now he's like okay i gotta get I guess you want my spare key, and I got to get that from Elaine to give to you. Um, which, again, we've mentioned this actually in the last episode, and we'll keep mentioning it every time we talk about how close George and Elaine are. She has his spare set of keys, and yeah. he has hers. That shows they are close friends. Yeah. That's not just a side friend of association. That is not like where we're going to get up in what I will, I still don't know what episode it is in the future. But when they say, oh, we're only really friends through Jerry, bullshit. If you yeah. have someone's spare keys, you are legitimate friends. And it's so weird because as a Seinfeld fan, until you know we started doing this and, and actually watching them all sort of in order and breaking them down like this, I, for so long, kind of latched on to that mm -hmm. whatever episode that was. Please, guys and gals out there, <laughs> help us out. We cannot remember. We'll, um, I'll try and do the research before season four gets started because, like, honestly, this is one of them that we're tracking and we shit on it the most because it is so wrong. It's yeah. just so wrong. Yeah. It, yes, that episode is wrong because so far everything that they've shown us is that they are close friends. And like I said, it's it's something that I latched onto. Uh, it's like if you ever ask me, yeah, are, are George and Elaine that close? I'd say no because they couldn't have that one episode where they couldn't be together. But now, <laughs> now that we've seen season three all the way through, I'd be like, yes, they are very close. That they're they're, yeah. they're just as close as anyone else is in the group. Maybe not like Jerry and George are, but you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's a really weird thing. And I feel like it's it's just weird that we've had this like in the back of our head for so long. But everything the show has shown us this season is that they are friends and they are close friends. Yeah. I mean, it just really goes to show like when they try to make something a main plot point and it is and it is a good episode or something like that that really sticks to you. I mean, that's what you carry on from mm -hmm. the main story and not these little smaller moments that don't really mean much as you're watching them. But when you actually dissect them. You kind of see something different. Like, hell, Corey, we're friends. We lived in the same town. I didn't have a spare set of your keys. You didn't have a spare set of mine. We never went to a flea market together. We never tried to poison either of our bosses together. <laughs> like, <laughs> any of those classic friend things. <laughs> yeah. But yet, we have a, a podcast that's yeah. gone on for, like, three seasons so far. Yeah. So <laughs> Exactly. So, all right. Uh, we get some... Um, Interesting conversation with Kramer and George here about yearning. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. Um just about also Kramer kind of like he's kind of berating George like he's he's kind of I don't know, it, it, I found it kind of strange, um but he's just kind of like not quite interviewing him, but he's just kind of like I don't know, he's kind of poking at George for being 
bit of a loser. Well, because right I think he wants George to to well get fired up with him to go to L.A. And mm. you know, it's always that type of thing. It's honestly, it's the type of thing where you go to quit your job and you want other people to come with you, type of thing. But it was great writing because you know, George's like, "I'm living my life," and Kramer's like, "But are you? Do you have a job?" <laughs> and George's like, "No." He's like, "Do you have a girl?" No. And it's funny, just the delivery, the editing, and and mm-hmm. how the lines are like delivered and whatnot, and just George just keeps sinking lower and lower and lower and it's it's just it's <laughs> yeah. really well paced and, and well timed I, I liked it I liked it a lot but but I'm with you it was a little bit like yeah Kramer's kind of like jabbing at him a little bit yeah a little bit um but as you brought up you know Kramer he's got that acting bug and he wants to go to California apparently when he had that little bit part in the Woody Allen movie and Kramer and, and George even says these pretzels are making me thirsty. That bullshit. I mean, I love that it brings that back. Yeah. I love that they turn that into an entire plot point. Like this yeah. is this is like a three episode arc that they're gonna have here. Yeah, and and I wrote that down here uh, on the notes is that I never sort of realized that the the episode, the Woody Allen episode, mm-hmm. was the catalyst for yeah. Kramer going to L.A., which we'll see next season. I mean, we'll see it this episode, but you know, we'll see it more next season and everything. Yeah. But um. I never realized that it was that directly connected to that specific Woody Allen episode. No, it is. And we've talked about this maybe ad nauseum. Maybe people are sick of us bringing up the same stuff multiple times, but too bad. Um, <laughs> with with Seinfeld, oh, man, I, I am just finding these extra little interwoven storylines that I never found before, mainly because I saw it in syndication. Yep. And you see things at random parts, and you don't think – any episode i mean you you know you notice some things here and there but you don't realize just how much intertwines with each other and in a good way yeah. like in a in a perfectly writing way of just like hey this is subtle and it's actually rewarding the people who have been watching the entire time and it's not like you know it's not so bad that you like oh feel bad if you missed an episode because it's not that big of a deal it's that they say a line that is kind of a throwaway and so it's like oh i i missed the last two episodes i don't know what he's talking about but it's still it's all still funny in its own context but for the people who are big fans and know every episode you're finding these little gems that you're like like um the the hennigans from last episode mm-hmm. like um this Kramer's one jacket like Kramer, exactly like Kramer's jacket that we saw from a multiple little arc from like, like the pretzels being brought up on this one little stuff that just exactly rewards the fans. And I am fucking loving that. I, I am too, dude. Honestly, I didn't pick up on a lot of this stuff until we started doing this for the exact same reason you just said, because of syndication, age, uh, weed smoking, killing my brain cells, <laughs> uh, everything yeah. above. But now that I'm seeing it all, I am even more in love with it than I ever thought I could be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so George asks Elaine to get his spare set back, oh, and now— Oh, real quick, real oh, quick, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, uh, 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 In Monks, A, I like that we, you know, season finale, we're in the right booth. Mm-hmm. And, yes, we are. And B, so then Kramer at the end of the scene leaves, George pulls out the menu, so George is just going to eat there by yeah. himself at Monks, I guess? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I didn't I didn't even I didn't even notice that, but okay. I yeah, guess I so. That doesn't, like, yeah. That's weird. It doesn't seem pretty, very George-esque. You know? No, well, he also has no money either. Yeah, so you he think has no he would, money. Yeah. He's super insecure. Like, what would he? He would totally think that like people would 
would find him weird if he's eating by himself. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and that, I, yeah, I thought it was a little weird. Maybe I kind of feel like maybe at the in the moment uh, when they were filming, you know, uh, Michael Richards was like, "All right, he's you know, Kramer's going to leave at this point," and then probably no one thought to be like, you know, hey. What's George gonna do? You know, so yeah. George just picks up the menu. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, okay, I guess, okay. I guess George is eating alone now. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, all right. So anyway, he has that um, back and forth with getting his spare set from Elaine, and now she wants hers returned too. I mean, it's I find it funny because everybody wants theirs back from that person, and then they get butt hurt when they ask for theirs back, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. just kind of funny. But I think it's a pretty natural reaction for most people. Uh, Jerry. Now he was to try and get a hold of Kramer, but he can't. And so he uses George to get into his apartment because he's worried about him. Um, And so while they're trying to do that, we get Newman show up. I love it. We got Newman in back to back episodes. That made me very happy. Yeah, I and so. I loved how he because they're they're still tapping into the mystical as, aspect of Newman, and yeah. I love like right when he opens the door, right when George opens the door to Kramer's apartment, uh, you know, Newman just slides in. He's like, "Hey guys, what's going yeah. on?" And we are about to get one of my favorite Newman scenes uh, ever, and you build you can build us up to it. I'm I'm not because I didn't really write any notes because I didn't really care about this scene, but you oh. obviously did. So I oh, mean, I, I even you even like you a, even posted a picture. The, yeah, I even posted a picture. But I, but I, in my head, I'm like, eh, this really isn't much. But like you you obviously uh, care about it. So how about you set us up for it, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, but but I love it so much that 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 Jerry kind of like backs Newman up to the wall, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's always funny when Jerry gets aggressive because it's so like not natural, you know, it, it so comes out of left field, but I love it when he does it and he tends to sort of do it with, uh, with Newman a little bit more. Um, well, but, he's uh, very, he's very, he's always been, well, not, not, not in season two when we hadn't really met Newman yet. Um, cause we heard about Newman, uh, otherwise, and he wasn't like aggressive towards him then, but like otherwise, anytime he hears the word, the word Newman, he gets very angry. And yeah. so here he's having an interaction and he is, man, he's having, he, he's having physical anger where he, he might beat him up and we're, we 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 don't see that in Jerry. No, no. And, and, and that's, what's great. So like Newman's kind of like a back against the wall. Jerry's kind of facing off against him and, and George is right behind Jerry, like looking, you know, at Newman and everything. And I love how Newman's like, go ahead and hit me. Seinfeld I've got witnesses and then instantly without even breaking eye contact with Newman Jerry says turn around George and George just slowly (laughs) turns around and I love how Newman looks at him he's like George George yeah (laughs) I loved it I loved it how quickly just Newman thought he was okay and how Mm -hmm. quickly Newman was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh danger that was good all I right. Know. I don't. I don't know why I it, yeah. love that interaction. It's one it of my favorites. Didn't resonate with me. It's not even. Uh, it's not. I like later Newman. I would say, and I kind of brought this up in the last episode. Um, I like. I like the Newman who is. Uh, I don't know. Newman is unstoppable. He's yeah. unstoppably cool. He's unstoppably. And whatever he wants to be, he's fucking Newman. He's unstoppably evil. <laughs> like that's the Newman I like. This is this is a vulnerable Newman, and I don't like it as much personally. So, um, all right. So we kind of get some quick cutting back and forth between Kramer on his journey um, with uh, just kind of like our our main people in New York. Um, but we see 
Kramer in his car, which I noticed is a blue car, which is consistent with the uh, the parking garage episode because they were looking for a blue car uh, in that entire episode. So I made sure to I wanted to be like, wait a minute, are we sure that this is the same type of car he had earlier? Which it was, um, I think so. Uh, but his car is having some issues and it kind of dies on him. Well, I, I love Happy Kramer. I love Happy mm-hmm. Kramer, especially when he's eating, because that kind of reminds me of when, <laughs> when he, he gets the job and he's eating the, the crackers, you know, in his uh-huh. briefcase. I love when he kind of just bops and eats, you know, and his hair kind of flops around. <laughs> yeah. And then as the car breaks down, you know, the, the look of shock on his face and the food is still in his mouth. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I like Happy Kramer. It's funny. It's funny. All right. Uh, we kind of get that back, come back to uh, Jerry's apartment. Jerry's, up, you know, he's kind of upset about the whole key situation about stuff. Um, he ends up calling Kramer's mom, um, which we haven't met yet. Uh, Babs, who I can't even remember what season we meet her. Um, maybe it's maybe it's coming up next season or maybe it's in season five. I don't remember or later. Uh, but um I do like, I just want to call out one little funny line where George like asks him, you know, a question about her and uh, George or Jerry just is like, she's drunk out of her mind. And then he just <laughs> kind of comes back. It's like, huh? Okay. But I want to say, I think that's fairly consistent with the woman that we meet <laughs> later yeah. on. Yeah. So just, yeah, she could totally do that. Uh, all right. Later with Jerry, we see that um, he, his keys, he left his keys elsewhere. He's trying to get into his apartment uh, he has to call Elaine from Monks. Um, he can't get a hold of her. Uh, well, all, all this is kind of intercut with different things of Kramer, you know, hitchhiking basically over to, to L.A. Um, we see him at one point right here on a motorcycle. Uh, kind of, a, a, I don't know, a fun little interaction with this yeah. motorcycle guy who's fully, like, masked out, a big old helmet, and just basically telling a super crash story of how he, you know, got mangled he, he crashed on on this exact road in this exact spot just a tiny little pebble uh flew me off and i didn't wear a helmet and my eye socket was popped out yeah. and she, like, i mean I, and kramer's not wearing any damn helmet yeah and, and he's it's getting just more like, and more terrified <laughs> um I, I yeah. got shades of uh, I got shades of Large Marge from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, like okay. there, I was like, because remember that was like in same night, everything. You know, it didn't end the same way, but I felt like it. It was alluding to a, a little bit of a, a Large Marge type of scenario. Um, but uh, real quick, I, I did want to note in the previous scene, and I do apologize mm, for taking mm-hmm. us back real quick, because um, they are starting the gag of someone saying something under their breath, and Jerry's uh, yeah, like, what I, did you say? And yeah. and to that point, I was actually a little bit surprised that they got away with her saying, like, most of bullshit. Like, she most, said yep. bullshit like that. And even on the, um, the subtitles, it's like B-U-L-L-S-H, and then it goes dash, and I'm like... Damn, I'm like, that got really close yeah. to because she's even mouthing it. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty risque for for a sitcom in 92, I think. Right. It is. Absolutely. Um, to be blatantly honest, like I didn't note it on this one because I was like, ah, OK, it was somewhat funny. And I kind of forgot that they were bringing it back. And so, like, they brought it back actually two other times later in this episode. Yeah. And I didn't end up noting it on the second time. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is a kind of running thing. And then they brought it back for a third one. And I was like, 
fuck, do I write this down? I haven't written it down on the other ones. Well, that's fuck why it, I'm just you, not going to do it. Back, buddy. That's why I'm here. <laughs> See, that's why we're doing a team effort. Because yep. by, the, by the end of the episode, when they did it three times, I was like, shit, I didn't write any of those down. <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm just going to skip it. Well, and, and I Because I also like the fact of uh, when Jerry's like, what did you say? I swear I thought you heard say something. But I liked George was laughing, but it looked like it was uh, Jason Alexander was like trying to hold back mm. the laughter. And that's what I kind of like keyed yeah, in on. I but I mean, that. I was shocked when when they got away with saying like seventy five percent of close. the word bullshit in in you know nineties prime time sitcom. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is, might have been close. I don't I don't remember when uh, NYPD Blue said shit in prime time. Yeah. Um. But it was probably like the early nineties. Uh, so yeah, maybe, it, you know. it was, but I mean, yeah. you know, sitcoms aren't pushing that kind of an envelope. And it's, I mean, no. yes, like obviously, yes, she doesn't say it all the way, but she mouths it to the point where you can fill it completely in. And I never yeah. remembered that. Like this, to me, it was a little bit of a of a surprise in this episode. Yeah, it was. Uh, all right. I, I want to go back to the motorcycle thing just for a tiny second. And that is because Kramer is obviously hitchhiking towards L.A. right now, at least in the story. And I'm like. What are you doing? You're in L.A. This yeah. is obviously Griffith Park. Like, yeah. this is 100% Griffith Park. <laughs> yeah, they they aren't even trying to, to hide it. It's like he's already there, and he's going up the mountain at this point. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it's— He's, he's know, on the way to the fucking observatory. Yeah. Like that. I have been on that street, like, a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, and I know, and it's like— Dude, I mean, you know, my wife and I just got finished uh, uh, going through the office and everything. And mm. golly, every time they leave the office, I'm like, oh, that's the valley. That's the valley. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like, no, it's supposed to be like Pennsylvania. I'm like, that's, yeah. and that's I'm the from yep. the, I'm from the East Coast. And I can yeah. tell you, that ain't the East Coast. That's the valley right there. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, one of the stops that I had when I had like some people who I knew were fans of the show, or at least, you know, at least enjoyed television or whatever. And they came to LA to see me while I was living up in the valley i lived a mile two miles from their exterior yeah of where they shot like the outside part of you know any uh, anything of the office like the outside of dunder yeah. mifflin like where yeah. they parked their cars and that kind of stuff and so i'd be like hey i'm just gonna drive you over to this to this spot and we could just kind of you know show a little bit of that like hollywood magic that kind of thing yeah but it's just like absolutely you know it, I, I agree with you like with the office and stuff it's just like oh i know that spot it, it is kind of fun picking that out and just being like I know, I know where you are right now. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that doesn't look anything like the East Coast. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. 
All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. And now, back to the show. Uh, all right. Uh, George comes in uh, to the apartment, and he doesn't want to... Uh, sorry, sorry. George comes to Monk's, and he doesn't want to let Jerry into Elaine's apartment because, you know, he, he doesn't want to abuse the, uh, you know, just that, that act of having someone else's keys, and they kind of fight about it real quick. Uh, again, we kind of cut back to Kramer real fast, who is now in this van with these uh, drugged out hippies, like this really weird scene. Honestly, I did not honestly care for this scene. Uh, you know, these really, it was very cult. It was very cult esque yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and he's, he's telling them this weird, like monster uh, story about the scene, about the keys or whatnot. I mean, obviously it, it definitely shows that, the keys was a big motivation for him leaving New York and not just the whole Woody Allen have the acting bug. He was that hurt about getting the keys pulled out that it's that much of a motivation for him to get out here. It just, I don't know. didn't fit. Like I like, as you kind of put it, Kramer being excited and wanting to be an actor and that being his motivation to go as opposed to, Oh, I'm so sad about the keys, but I mean, it's a little bit of both, but anyway, those people who were the drugged out hippie van people, they were acting a little too hard for me. <laughs> I 100% agree, and that was probably my least favorite little thing that happened, mm-hmm. and for the exact same reason. They just they were trying too hard to that they had to, like, broad stroke it and make, you know, this understandable. I was like, eh, okay. I, we could have totally done without it at all, and, and it would have been totally fine. Um, although I will say one of the, the guy that kind of like has the most dialogue in there, mm-hmm. he was in a, a Friday the 13th movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was in a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on um, Elm Street. Yeah. 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 Um, I was like, yeah, I recognized him. I was like, ah, that guy. But yeah, it wasn't great. Yep. He, he was also in Back to the Future 2 and 3. He was yeah. part of Biff's gang. Yeah. I noticed. I ever kind of recognized him from that. So. Uh, all right. So we're cut back to Elaine's apartment and uh, we still get some kind of back and forth um, with. George and 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 Jerry getting into the apartment and and them hunting around that kind of shit. And again, we cut back to Kramer. Um, you know, he's now with this female trucker um who 
you know, I don't know. She, she, I can't remember what the actress was. She looks semi-familiar, but I don't think I noticed anything else that she was in. Um, and they're kind of flirting along a little bit and she's letting him drive. And now Kramer's on the, on the wheel of the bus, uh, (laughs) which I kind of, that kind of made me think of that time where he has that big story now. And now I'm driving the bus. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that's one of the greatest monologues uh, that he delivers. But uh, Yeah. yeah, I love how he like, oh yeah, says he knows that a double clutch and then instantly starts like shredding her, her gears. And, and she just looks like appalled and you don't get any more sort of from her or him or anything. I yeah. like that. I like the little slice, like the little momentary slices of him, of him moving. Mm-hmm. I just wish they did a different one instead of the cult people. That yeah. one was yeah. fair enough. I agree. All right. So uh, Jerry and George can't find the keys at Elaine's place. Um, Jerry does find this Murphy Brown script just kind of out of nowhere. Apparently Elaine was writing a script, um, you know, that she likes the show or whatever and is, is writing a script for it. Like maybe she's going to send it out to Murphy Brown or something, but she walks in just as like Jerry and George are like reading it and kind of laughing over it. And she's all pissed off and upset about them being there without her permission. Uh, right, rightfully so, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so she's demanding her keys back, which the whole, the massive plot line of uh, a lot of this episode is, I can't get a hold of you, so I'm going into your apartment without your permission. Is very dated. Um, none of this fits with today's society. It's just like, well, just text them. Just yeah. let, just just get, let them know. Hey, I have to pop in to give Jerry his keys. Is not a thing anymore. Yeah, you know. And so, I mean, I, I still get it because I, I, we all lived in, we lived in that area and we our era, and we know we understand it. Um, but at the same time, it is dated, and I can see how someone who, you know, is maybe. 16 years old right now and always grew up with cell phones and always grew up being accessible um, communication wise isn't like what the fuck just just fucking text this person just call them on their phone honestly I'd say that like almost I'd say more than 50% of the plot lines in Mm -hmm. Seinfeld would be negated if they had cell phone technologies, you know? (laughs) And it was interesting watching The Office, uh, so because it was on for nine seasons, and and by the way, that was my first time ever seeing it uh, just now with my wife, Mm -hmm. and um, you see the evolution of cell phones during the course of that Mm -hmm. series. You see them go from, like, almost no cell phones to very basic flip phones to by the end they have iPhones and everything. But the but the 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 joke like the writing had to evolve with it you know like the yep. the conceits had to change with it but Seinfeld is very much stuck and and permanently locked in this era that that takes place before cell phones yep uh all right so she is being pissed off she demands her keys back from George and all this kind of stuff etc as i mentioned um we get a very quick little shot our last shot of the season uh, oh, no, it's not our last shot of the season because we're going to see him on the TV. Um, but, like, Kramer just living his life, just skating, uh, like, in the Venice Beach area. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's totally Venice Beach right there, yeah. uh, of course. Um, and, and before you wrap the episode up, we did uh, gloss over really quick because there wasn't much to it of um, George and uh, Jerry at Monk's talking, you know, before yeah. they go to Elaine's. But what I loved about it was them about to fight. And they're, like, not in the face. And then they, they put their hand in front of their face, but then they uh, swing, yeah. put their hand in front their face and swing and it just it was very hilariously stupid juvenile stuff that I, that i loved and uh i just i just wanted to to mention it because i just loved how they're like not in the face huh? and they cover yeah, their face no, and they cute. swing cover their face swing and I, I just thought it was stupid i love it when i love it when jerry and george fight because they're such children 
Yep, you're right. And I, and I kind of – I think I was maybe writing some notes down or something yeah. at the time. And I might have just kind of did gloss over it a little bit. But it was, it was a fun moment. Absolutely. Well, and in, in this episode and also the last one kind of had a lot of back and forth. Um, I am yeah. very, so very happy of, that I don't have to track the actual yeah. episode. Um, you know, and, and by the way, Inside Baseball, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a division of labor. It's a little bit longer for Adam to track the episode. But mm-hmm. then I edit the episode, which takes yeah. longer. So we kind of like we, – we balance it a little bit. Yeah. right there but it for me it does allow me to sort of uh, enjoy it a little bit more you know mm-hmm. and and i get it if you have to track it man it's it's hard i mean whenever i track something for podcasting after dark man it's like yeah. 10 10 pages and you're getting like carpal tunnel syndrome yeah, absolutely you know? exactly like yeah i do the same thing for the blast from our past stuff yeah and like half the time i just want to just like I- i'm not half the time i'm not enjoying the movie yeah. as much as i want to because and and like part of my notes are just like if I could just sit back and watch this shit, I would enjoy it more. But because I'm so focused and having to write notes, I'm finding all these plot holes that's making me dislike the movie more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I to- totally agree, man. There's been a couple times yeah. on, on Podcast After Dark where I had to watch the movie twice just so yeah. I could watch it without the damn uh, taking notes, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, the, the problems. Problems of uh, yeah. podcast hosting, I guess. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so uh, back at Jerry's place, um, they're, uh, him and Elaine are kind of talking about the whole Murphy Brown script and things like that. Jerry's being a little bit of a arrogant douchey bastard about the industry because he knows about the industry being a comedian, things like that. Um, and they're watching Murphy Brown right now. They see Kramer on Murphy Brown. Holy shit, that's so cute. Uh, he's playing a new secretary of hers. Yeah. Uh, the character's name is Steven Snell, uh, which I don't <laughs> think comes back. I, don't re- I didn't recognize the name at all for anything. Um, and it's just great. Kramer physical humor, him, you know, doing ridiculous computer typing, which is actually, you know, nothing any good. He looks he looks insane. And honestly, I don't know anything about Murphy Brown, but if Murphy Brown had a character like Steven Snell on it, that show would have been fucking, you know, tops. Well, well, so the behind the scenes uh, for this episode was basically all about the Murphy Brown stuff. And, um, you know, they, they pitched it to, to Murphy because Murphy Brown was actually on a different network. So like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they wanted it actually to have a crossover with maybe a show on their network, but it, it worked well because in the Murphy Brown universe on the show, she has a new receptionist every week. So that's like the oh. running gag. So it was super easy to insert uh, Kramer in there. The one thing that I was unsure of, did that ever air on Murphy Brown or was it? And, and I still am not 100% sure, but it seemed like it was only just filmed for mm-hmm. this episode. And I almost kind of like, I guess I have it in my head that it also aired on Murphy Brown, um, but it didn't seem like it did in that conversation uh, because there was another show basically, you know, they swapped. And and, and so they, this guest spot on Murphy Brown opened up a another guest spot for Jerry and uh, Larry David on another show that was run by the producer of Murphy Brown. And there was a scene at the end, the show, I don't even remember what the show's called, but it's basically there's a scene in that show where um, Larry David and, and Jerry Seinfeld are going through Seinfeld script sub- submissions and mm-hmm. they make a reference to whomever is in that show and they're like oh they gave us a script here and they're like oh elaine has sex with kramer and they throw it into like the trash pile right and but then they start talking about it and they're like huh 
maybe that is a good idea. And it like ends with them kind of taking that out of the trash pile. Uh, uh. Yeah. But, but yeah, they, I liked it. I liked the whole Murphy Brown crossover thing. I thought it was really, really fun, but I don't think Kramer actually showed up for real. Like, I don't think that was an actual real episode of Murphy Brown. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm doing some very quick Googling as you were talking. Yeah. And so I was only half listening to you. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Okay. <laughs> um, I did not see, I don't see that at all. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I, I'm only finding uh, Murphy Brown on the Seinfeld and right. not, not Michael Richards. I don't see Michael Richards on Murphy Brown, um, Murphy and, Brown at all. And that yeah. is how they kind of explained it on, on the show. I just kind of had it in my head that maybe this was actually a clip from the show, but yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. And, and although I will say Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, were talking about like, I, cause I think at this point, Murphy Brown was pretty like chugging along, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was, yeah, it, was so doing it started well. in the late eighties. Yeah. yeah. I think 88 or something like that. And so, so yeah. they were like, when they were on the Murphy Brown set to film these scenes, they were like oh my god this is like a real tv show like because the production quality was so much higher than 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 their <laughs> quote-unquote little show of of seinfeld and it's just funny because now years later and people still talk about uh seinfeld and murphy brown's not as much a part of the zeitgeist anymore yep very much so all right i did a very quick uh search of for murphy brown on michael richards's credits doesn't show up yeah. so yeah. does not happen yep Okay. Uh, all right. And we are on our last little stand-up bit, and this one is about plane keys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, he was like, uh, so I fly a lot. And he was like, I was on the plane the other day, and I was wondering, do they need keys to start the plane? Which I think that's kind of funny. He's like, maybe that's what the delays are when they're sitting there at the gate. You know, he's like, maybe the pilot's like, oh, no, I don't believe it. I did it again. And, of course, it's a lot of, you know, Jerry pantomiming, pantomiming mm-hmm. him tapping his legs and everything looking for his keys he's like he's like they tell you something it's uh, something mechanical because they don't want uh to go on the pa system and say like i'm sorry i did it again i left the keys to the plane in my apartment and he's like you see all the uh technicians running around outside and he's like you think they're servicing the plane but really they're looking for that magnetized hide a key under the mm-hmm. wing he's like maybe he left it up there somewhere and uh my whole takeaway was like oh what's a magnetized hide a key <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, well, it's a little box that you would. You, did you not have one with your? No, car? Do, do the people do people have stuff like that? Yeah, no, yeah, okay. absolutely. You, you put you have a little like it's a little box where you can put a key in, and you like you stick it like underneath you're, like you're, the bumper of okay. your car. Okay, and so that way. Um, if you have that, then you can, um, you just pop it out and then like, you know, in case you forget your keys and you can just pop it in your, your car or you lock yeah. your, your, your keys in your car. It's an easy way to do that. Now I will say, um, I mean, I didn't think that either of these standups were the strongest, but mm-hmm. uh, the last two episodes, they weren't terrible though you know like we've we've had worse so i feel like they did a good job like keeping the the stand-ups pretty good towards the end of the season this season yeah this for some reason this one this last one at first when it was coming on i was like the fuck he's talking about planes and and airports and shit like this and then eventually he got to the whole yeah needing a keys for the plane but like it took me a while to be like how does this fit in yeah eventually did and it was fine but yeah um, i mean it was fine it's yeah it was was fine it wasn't the worst stand up you know Uh, maybe it's not the best one to end the the season on you know not the strongest because we've we've had much much stronger but we've also had much much worse so you know yeah that's that's fine but um yeah so i i kind of kicked off uh last episode the my final thoughts give give us yours this episode so 
Um, I guess it was. I guess it was last episode that you were talking about how you really liked the episode, and then us talking kind of brought it back down. I really didn't love this episode when I was watching it to it, and I thought, man, maybe our discussion kind of helped bring it back, bring it up a little bit. But in all honesty, I. I didn't care for this episode all that much. Kramer going to L.A. is probably my least, like, storyline in, in especially, like, um, you know, multi-episode storyline in all of Seinfeld. I just don't give a shit about it. I don't think it's all that good. Like, I want – I understand, like, having a, an episode or a, uh, a character head off somewhere and then come back and, you know, that about – but I just – I just don't think this works as well as they want it to work. Um, I do like the relatability of the whole keys thing of like, oh, you have my keys. I want my keys back and this kind of stuff. It's funny. At the same time, I don't do that with any of my friends. I don't have I, I have some really good friends in town where I'm living. I, they don't have my fucking keys. I don't want them to have my keys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so but whatever. It, it, it's it's still it's funny enough. Um, but. And as I mentioned before, it doesn't really a lot of the humor in this episode doesn't stand the test of time because of cell phones um, or at least the the conceits uh, don't don't stand. the Yeah, test of time. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so in all, just in general, I, I thought the episode was fine. I mean, of course, God damn it. I have to say it. Every, I don't I don't want to have to say it every time. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching the episode, but. In general, I didn't love the episode. Now, granted, I loved seeing Newman. I l- always love seeing Newman. That always, He always brightens my day. Um, but I thought this was a pretty weak ending to the season, honestly. Um, and, I, you know, fine. It's got this little cliffhanger of Kramer and L.A., and that's fine. I don't mind that. I, I don't mind cliffhangers for uh, the end of a season, and so I thought that was fine. But in general... I gave this a, a two out of five. Fuck! I didn't even I didn't even put a thing, man. Like I I, I cared that little. Um, I'll, I'll let me think of it on the spot. I'll give it uh, <laughs> two out of five cult members. <laughs> two out of five. Yeah, I was gonna say two out of five mangled motorcycle faces. How about go. that? <laughs> there you go. Oh man, I I a hundred percent agree about the Kramer L A storyline. Mm. I never cared much for that. You you guys all know that I kind of like my known locations. I like my group to kind of always be together. Obviously, there's a bunch of exceptions to that rule, but mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, you know, I just never quite care for the the high concept episodes where where they go out of town and and do stuff. Um, it'll be done later, but for some reason, the L A stuff just did not ever jive with me. So even mm-hmm. here, like Kramer going across the country, I was like, okay, it has, it has its moments, but I like Kramer when he's with Jerry. I think that's when he works the best is when he's with his his group. That that group is so like perfectly balanced that mm-hmm. when you start <laughs> separating them from in and separating them by three thousand miles, it becomes, you know, hard to sort of latch on to things. But, you know, I, I'm curious to see watching, you know, the next season and watching the LA stuff to see how it holds up under under intense scrutiny which is what I would consider this to be intense scrutiny on our part but as mm-hmm. far as the rest of the episode goes I think I actually kind of liked it better than you did and okay. I, I agree about like the conceits are a bit archaic at this point uh, they're a bit dated at this point but I 
I didn't have a problem with it because the conversation that came from these conceits I found to be highly entertaining. It was a very like it was a very it felt had a very vibe of of who's on first, what's on second mm-hmm. type of thing because after a while you couldn't even track like whose keys they were talking about like when when George and, and Jerry were in the hallway uh, of Lane's place and and Jerry's like making his case as to why he needs to get in there. George at the end was like, "Sure, that all makes sense you know being completely sarcastic you know mm-hmm. so i liked i liked all the interactions that were brought about because of the outdated conceit um but you know that being said it didn't have the strongest you know uh, um stand-ups uh you know it wasn't the strongest episode of this entire season which is always a shame for a season finale because yeah. you know this is what you're what you're left with um and and of the two i might you know probably like uh, the parking space a little bit more more than than this one the the penultimate episode this season but I didn't hate this one. I I thought it was fun, and I liked the the quick wit, the quick writing, and the quick dialogue of this one. I think helped it stand out a little bit better than than initially. So and and our conversation on this one, I think, actually made me like it a little bit more. And uh, man, last episode with that technical difficulty we were having during the the penultimate episode yeah. really slowed down the momentum. So maybe I was also jiving on the fact that that this our recording session for this episode <laughs> felt a bit more natural than, than yeah the i mean this one this did. was much more of a yeah. fun conversation with yeah. you um and and this is probably why it's a much longer episode too because we could bounce off each other yeah. much better where we had some uh, some slow stuff that like because i couldn't really hear a lot of the stuff and it was just being stupid i was like i just kind of kept going through shit yeah where we there was like there was probably maybe really no diatribes on the last one and this one we kind of kept going on diatribes <laughs> yeah. because i could, I could we, see made face we made yeah, up better we made up exactly this one. <laughs> yeah but yeah i'll i'll i will actually give this one um you know what i'm gonna give this one 3.5 cult members out of five because and i think I that's high. That's a fucking high score. I, I know, and I and I really, honestly, I really think it gets that point five because okay. you and I had a better conversation this time than than last time. It, dude, I, I can't. It's hard to separate that. Like, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, think about it. Half of my love for Seinfeld is having someone that can get my references to it, someone that I can like talk to about it. Like even when we were younger, like, you know, my friend Luke and everything like the, like I love Seinfeld because my other friends love Seinfeld and we could all talk about it. So, you know, during the parking spot episode, the fact that you and I couldn't talk as freely or as smoothly as we normally do that hinders it. And, and the fact that we can talk more freely and, and smoothly here, it makes it more fun. Fun for me, and I, I can't separate that. Oh, baby, I can't separate that e- either, man. This, you're, you're, you are enhancing my Seinfeld experience as well. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. And uh, but th- this won't be our last episode. We will, uh, you know, we started it with season two, so we will have a wrap up episode uh, next week. Um, we're going to have a little bit, bit of a break in between, uh, so Adam and I can kind of get our thoughts together. And uh, you know, if you guys can do us a favor if you can go on social media and uh, either on Instagram or Facebook that's where Cartwright kind of lives on Facebook fan page if you can leave a comment on one of the posts or you know send us a DM or whatever we want to start compiling uh, what your all's favorite 
uh, episode was from season three and what your least favorite episode was from season three. And that includes if uh, Seinfeld. We want to be able to mm-hmm. talk about Seinfeld. But if you want to tell us what your favorite Cartwright episode was and your least favorite Cartwright episode, we will take that <laughs> feedback as well. <laughs> yes, we would. But we but we want to discuss your all's um, recommendations or, or your all's, you know, uh, what your all's favorite ones and everything. We want to have that be a part of the, the wrap up discussion. So uh, do that. You have you guys have a week after you hear this, you know, drop a drop a line on there and let us know. So um, until then, though, Adam, my man, where can we find you online? Well, you can find me everywhere. I am embedded within the interwebs. You'll find me in every deep and dark recess of the Internet. But actually, really, mostly you'll find me on the Blast From Our Past podcast, uh, which is all part of the Beef Up Network, which is the Blast From Our Past Network, uh, which has multiple fantastic shows, like the one you're hearing right now, <laughs> Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, um, your podcast, uh, Podcasting After Dark, the Friday Five podcast with our friends Brent and Eric, um, your other podcast, the OCD podcast with uh, Tess Yanos, and then, uh, yeah. It's some, Wait, well, can and- I mention... Can, can I mention them or not? Yes, we can because uh, okay. they're going to be launched uh, before this episode comes out. So yeah, okay. uh, we, we got a new new crew on the team, a new podcast in the mix. Uh, they're called Talking Back Podcast, or they're called Talking Back, and then you know it's a mm-hmm. podcast you can search for it. But uh, uh, basically, they fit with our retro theme. You know, they like to look back on on past achievements in film and and comic books. You know, there there's a bunch of two brothers up in Canada who just like talking about comic books and movies that they grew up with and everything so they fit in real well with us i think you guys are really going to enjoy that show and um if any of these podcasts sound you know interesting to you or if you want to check them out the easiest place to find all of them is www.bfopnetwork.com that's bfopnetwork.com and each of our podcasts have their own individual page on there and if you know if you're if you're a stitcher subscriber or you're a podbean subscriber you can go to the individual page and then go to that podcatcher through there so i think we're moving forward we're going to really be pushing you know bfopnetwork.com yeah. so it's just the easiest place to to find everything um so so be looking for for our season wrap up coming next week um and then we will make any kind of announcement we might like take you know a week hiatus just to have a little break in between, and then exactly. uh, yeah, I mean, then- other other shows take like a like massive like multiple weeks of breaks between stuff. We're trying to just give you like a one week break at most. I mean, honestly, man, I, I can't wait to start digging into season yeah. four. I mean, I know I we should a, yeah. take a break just to just to do it, but like at the same time, I am super fucking excited to get into season four. I Me really too. can't wait. And I'm looking gotten, uh, looking at ahead at just like the uh, the episode list of seeing like the names of the ones I'm like oh there's some really good episodes in season four baby and I mean like let's be honest a lot of people the general like like consensus is is that Seinfeld gets really good in season four but I, I think we should make we're gonna make the argument that season three was pretty damn good but we'll we'll talk about that next episode and and break all that kind of stuff down and, and have a nice little retrospective on on season three so with your all's help so please 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 send us those DMs leave us a comment just let us know what your favorite episode was and what your least favorite episode was so we can start mm-hmm. compiling that and seeing if it compares to ours and give us something to talk about on that let's give them something to talk about <laughs> all right, sorry <laughs> we we are 
really making up for our our lack of internet connection last episode. <laughs> We're talking so much, man. <laughs> we because bo- we both felt robbed that last episode. Yeah, we I did. Think. We did. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. We will definitely, definitely catch you guys next week with our season three wrap up episode. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.